feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Good time, and 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 I, I must say, 
it's just it was just really good to I don't know just to connect to be able to hang out with like minded people and and just have a good time. Like we just truly had a good time and didn't really do anything major. You know, it's just just getting together, hanging out, and and enjoying life. So. Um, I really had a good time. Wish you guys, y'all should move here. You really, just should. I'm serious. <laughs> Look, we'll never, we'll never put uh, Karen out of the question. So, but I enjoyed y'all. And so, you guys, on a lighter note, um, or a better note, I must tell you guys that, um, especially you spade lovers, that we whooped <laughs> Samaria and Rodney some kind of bad in spades. <laughs> I had to talk about it. I got to talk about you, Rodney. I'm bringing up every now and then doing the show. <laughs> so, look at it. he got. That's how quiet he was the night we hooked him. You guys, he didn't have much to say. You know, you know, God don't like ugly, especially with people cheating and whatnot. That's why he let my phone fall under the sofa. <laughs> no, you dropped that phone on purpose. <laughs> I got. I had to climb underneath the the couch to get the phone. What kind of mess is that? I said, that's I said he was quiet just like that Saturday night. I thought you got quiet. I said that's just how quiet when we were beating him. He got quiet just like that. <laughs> you ain't no. never know me to be quiet. We really did have a good time. Even I mean, we we played up until what about two thirty in the morning, Rodney? Two thirty, maybe two thirty. It was it was it was really late because when I got in the bed, it was about three thirty. Yeah, but a great time, great time. So, um, that being said, I guess we will move right along, Rodney. Any announcements? Anything before we get going? Uh, no, not really. I think, uh, did the kids already go back to school in Memphis? I, kids went back oh, to school here Monday. Oh, wow. Yeah, we start up in about three weeks. I said, ooh, we, they didn't already went back. And that time went so fast. So Yeah, quickly. it did. I but do they get out of school Memorial Day down there? I think I think before, a little bit before. Or maybe, I okay. don't know. I don't know. But they did, they did get out before you guys. So, oh, okay. And they were back okay. Monday. So it was a few yeah, weeks nothing, before you. Nothing major going on here. I mean, we have a few uh, things coming up. Uh, we're going to go to... Uh, the reunion for Tamaria's neighborhood. That's this weekend, and uh, nothing but some small things. Getting ready for the baby to get here. That's about it. Yeah, that's right. You guys keep him October seventeenth. October seventeenth is the due date. Okay. okay. Well, keep our what little butterfly. I didn't mean to cut you off. Anything on your end? I said anything going on on your end? No, not not much um nothing other than the two events that i have um on the one on the 19th and one sunday august 19th and saturday august 25th and then brandon is fighting august 18th saturday august 18th 
So I'm looking forward to um, not necessarily to the fight, but to my some my dad coming down and a few of my cousins are going to come. Oh, that would be great. So it will be good to see them and to have family here from out of town, you know, to have family. I'm sure Brandon's really excited about that support. Um, but he's, he has his, and I think this may be his first pro fight because I think the other one was, he fought, and so that took him pro. He won, and, and that, that sent him pro. But I think this is his first pro fight. So he's excited about it. and it's uh, Oh, that's really good. That is yeah, exciting. coming up. Yep, so that's on the agenda. Um, so busy month, just a lot going on this month, but I'm excited because, you know, that means that means life. You mean, that means we're living and got stuff going. So I'm excited about it all. But other than that, um just one day at a time and moving forward. So um, open up the chat room. So for those of you who are listening, the phone lines are open. Select the number one if you have a question or a comment for tonight's topic. I am opening the chat room right now. I'm sure you're probably already out there, Rodney, but I'm just going out there to get that open. I want to remind you guys of our trash can baby and – I'm gonna keep keep make sure we keep doing this because um, it every I, I'm reminded of of just what it means every time I move something and I see myself go back to that place or like for instance I saw uh, Brandon did this here at the house he actually passed I had moved the trash can no not the trash can I had moved my my tables my um. I don't even know what you call those, those little dining tables that you, trays, the little eating trays that you eat on. He passed right by them, and they're big enough for him to see. He was passing right by them to take them where they used to be. And when he did it, um, we laughed about it because I reminded him of the trash can baby again. So um, you guys eat those trash cans. If you have not, you know, do it. Move something consistently just to keep yourself, I guess, up to date on the need for change, um, how we can get stuck, just all of that, because it is so easy to get caught up in yourself, to get caught up in your life, good or bad, indifferent, whatever. It is so easy just to get in autopilot mode and just let life do you rather than you doing life. And so I'm reminded of the quote. I think it went goes something about you know like anybody can can make a make a way for life, but very few of us really do life and live life and 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 create that life. We just kind of accept it. So move those trash cans. Monitor how often you go back to its old location and take it from there. You know, do it with your children. We just ask that you do it. Um. Tonight's topic, where do I begin here? This is a bit personal for me because um, I'll say personal based on myself and something that occurred that I won't get into tonight because I plan to address it in a different way. And then after I address it personally, 
Well, maybe personally, but not so personally. But um, with the appropriate people, <laughs> after I address it, then I'm, I'm going to talk about it because it is so easy. It is so easy, and I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize this for, for anybody who's going to be offended by it. It is so easy to see and judge somebody else's shit. Let me, I'm, and that's why I need to talk tonight. Like. People don't want to hear, oh, so easy to judge someone else. No, I'm just going to tell her, and I'm talking to myself, too. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up and be a hypocrite and say what someone else should have, could have, or if they would have done. And to take it further, for you to say what you you will do and how you will do it, to this person, like, I'm going to go off on this person because they need to do this and they need to do that. And I'm just like, and this this happened, like, I, I, I had a call come in. And, again, I'm not going to go into it, but I had a call come in. And that was the gist of the call. And I'm like, oh, MG, are you kidding me? Like, are you really calling me with this? Are you really? <laughs> you could not have thought. Any more, any further than, shoot, I don't know. There's no measurement for it because no way in the world had you thought just for a minute you would have made this call because you would have seen your life. You would have seen yourself. You would have seen the exact same thing that you're trying to call somebody else on in your own life. And no way you would have called me. But if you thought about it and you still call me, I know something's wrong with you. I've always thought it, but I know something's wrong with you now. And so that went on, and I just I just took that, and, I mean, it just bothered me so bad. And then the timing was wrong because I wanted to address it, but the timing was wrong in addressing it. So I'm going to lay low for a minute, but I'm going back to get it. And that's important. I, I think that we need to start being own point with nipping stuff in the bud and it just just nipping it in the bud right when it happens and and checking people right when it happens and wanting to be checked because it's going to be us at some point it's going to be us we're going to we're going to see somebody else's stuff before seeing our own we're going to try to remove the speck out of somebody else's eye before we even notice that we got several but that's what that's what we do. It seems as though we get a high off of, you know, well, you should do this, or you should have done this, or I would have done. And you don't know what you would do in situations because your feelings are tied up. Your emotions are tied up. Our emotions, our feelings are tied up. So sometimes we cannot, see, we don't see clearly. And sometimes we just make assumptions and don't know the whole story. We don't know what really is going on. And so we jump the gun and we say things and we do things that you can't take back. So um, I want to just, tonight's topic, now I'm going to turn it over to you for a bit, Rodney, but tonight's topic, a world and life of hypocrisy. I'm going to read the definition of hypocrisy and just we'll start from there. 
Hypocrisy is defined as the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. And this particular call that I got, I mean, you guys, it was so cut and dry. It was like, I remember I remember speaking on the show about um, this guy who he spoke at one of the events, and I believe it was the domestic violence. It was. It was a domestic violence event. And he spoke there, and he talked about how he used to beat women. Well, when the favor was returned, and and that may sound a little bit cruel, when this man jumped on his mom, he felt some kind of way. But mom had to say to him that, how are you any different? You beat your wife. How are you any different? So it's like it's okay it's okay that we rationalize what we do. We rationalize how we think, what we think, our assumptions. It's okay that we find a way to make them fit our beliefs, that fit in our box and say that, oh, it's okay because of this. It's okay because of that. But what if someone else is saying the same thing? Well, it's okay because this, that, and the other. And we just don't know. But that's the kind of hypocrisy we're talking about where a, a, a and, and it could be a woman. I mean, a woman can say, hey, can, can be the domestic violent person in, in the relationship. But how dare, how dare she says something or he says something when, someone in their family is going through it. And the other thing Tamaria said, Rodney, about the pedestrian, you know, when we're walking across the street, we want the cars to slow down, let us go, um, and do it without an attitude. But when we're driving, we want that pedestrian to hurry up, get out of our way so that we can go on. So hypocrisy to me is a very selfish, self-centered act self-righteous act um, to me. And I think, I I will say this, I think that we're all, we've we've all found found ourselves there, uh, maybe still there. I'll say for me, I, I find myself there often. Like the difference is now, and for me this is, this is a beautiful thing that, when I find myself going there, you guys, my spirit checks me. My spirit reminds me of something so similar or even worse that comes to my mind that makes me shut up and let people do them. That that's And this is a recent thing as far as me saying, I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to shut my mouth. I had a friend tell me, Tammy, you don't have to shut your ears and you have to shut your mouth. He says, unless people ask you specifically, shut up. Don't say nothing. Don't give any advice. So I'm working on that. I am truly working on minding my business because i got a lot of it to mind. And I think if we will focus on 
getting ourselves together, keeping our heads straight, and focusing on what's in our heart and cleaning up our, cleaning up who we are internally, that it will make you not even want to look outwardly and judge anything and anybody. I'm not saying that we, like I said, call people out, because some stuff just needs to be called out. This call that I got, I had too much going on at the time to even address it. I was in the middle of something, and I wasn't going to let that take, take, take the attention away of what I needed to address. But that needed to be called out, period. So that's where we are. Uh, Rodney, over to you. So I'm going to – there are two, uh, I guess, scriptures that I'm going to um, – I guess use or talk about tonight to kind of to kind of bring up a few points. And the first one is Matthew seven, starting with the first verse, and it says, "Judge not, that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again." And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? But considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly. To cast out the mote of thy brother's eye I thought that <laughs> Something that's very interesting here Is that <laughs> In verse 5 it says First cast out the beam Of thine own eye And then shall thou see clearly I think the word Clearly is very important Because How can you Look at anyone In any way when your life isn't even together? How are you seeing things when there's something blocking your vision? How are you seeing anything clearly? It's just like if you got on a pair of glasses. I noticed Tamari wears glasses. And I notice from time to time, Tamaria takes her glasses off and cleans them. Why? Because she can't see clearly. And that's exactly what happens in hypocrisy. There is something clouding our vision, blocking our vision. It's not 100%. So we don't even know what we're looking at. And because we don't know what we're looking at, because our vision is blurred or it is blocked, We are misjudging everything in front of us. And it starts out with saying, judge not. Well, if there's something blocking your vision, you're going to judge. You're going to judge. Why? Because you haven't taken the time to make sure that you're seeing clearly. And that's how confusion comes in 
And that's how we, we make mistakes and start trouble and things aren't even what they appear to be. It's just like thinking about your car and your mirror. What does it say? Objects in the mirror may be closer than what they appear. And so we have to remember your first responsibility. We've been talking about this for weeks, and it's it's amazing that, that we got here, Tammy, and we just talked about this a few days ago. The, your first responsibility is yourself. That's your first responsibility. Because you can't take care of your spouse. You can't take care of your parents. You can't take care of your, your, your children unless you take care of yourself first. So before, and and, and, and I think that this is, um, this is a piece of advice that I try to live by. Unless what you are doing impacts me or somebody that I care about in a negative way, go right on, go right ahead on and do it. Now, if it's life or death, chances are I'm gonna jump in. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, intervene. But if what you're doing is all right with you, I have nothing to do with. And Tammy, I want you to uh, in our in our audience, I want everybody to remember these two words. When it comes to hypocrisy, remember it's different, and you can put that in quotes. Because what do people always say when the shoe is on the on the other foot? It's different. Or we're going to use Tamaria's four words. It's not the same. <laughs> oh, that ain't the same. But that's what people say. It's different. And you're looking at it and you're like, well, how is this different? And remember this, the people with the least experience usually have the most to say. The people with the least experience have the most to say. Why? Because when I have not gone through something, I have a whole lot of opinions about it. See, it's easy for white people to talk about black people needing to get over slavery when white people were never enslaved or felt the impact of slavery. It's easy to say it's somebody else's fault when uh, a black male ends up dead because of a police shooting. It's easy to have an opinion when you've never had to deal with that. But see, things start to change when people have their own experiences. And when people have experiences, they tend to talk fewer or or talk less than those people. Why? Because people with experience only talk about those things when it is appropriate or when the time comes up or when somebody asks 
for advice. You find somebody who has a who has a whole lot of experience. They have a whole lot of wisdom too. And they're not just out here giving their opinion. They're out here trying not to make that mistake a third time or fourth time. So again, do what the scripture says, and that is before you try to fix anybody else's life, get yours together first. And you'll find that a lot of times just by us doing the right things, we don't even have to say anything. People follow the example. If you walk, if you if you look outside and you see 10 people and all of them have an umbrella, nobody has to tell you it's raining. You could figure that out. But it starts with people setting the example. So get your own house in order. Get your own life together. And then maybe people will follow. Tammy? Tammy, you there? The example you gave about the eyeglasses, um, that Tamaria will take them off every now and then and and clean them, that Uh just reminded me, like, I, this sounds so crazy, but I probably go the longest without cleaning my glasses. So much till people say, how can you see out of those? You need to clean them. But <laughs> it works for me. Like somebody can put them on and they're like, I can't see out of these. But for me, I go, I can go quite a ways, quite a, a length of time before having to clean my glasses. I don't know why. I guess I've just learned to maneuver. And I can see, like if I take them off. <laughs> and turn them around, I can see the fingerprints. I can see the spots. But for some reason, when I have them on, it just doesn't bother me. Like, I feel... So that reminded me of how we all have different journeys. Area may have to take mm-hmm. hers and clean them every morning, where I can go a few days, and then it gets... It has to be really bad for me to get to the point where I have to clean them. But somebody else may think, you need to clean your glasses. No, I don't. I'm fine. I can see out of them. They're they're my glasses. Now, if you put them on, you may need to clean them. And that just goes to show that we're different. We're all traveling a different journey, Um, and we're going to go different ways. I was going into the grocery store yesterday. No, day before yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, because yesterday was Monday. Yep, I'm sorry, yesterday. And this lady, it was an elderly lady, she was dry. I had already parked, and she was driving in the parking lot to find a parking space. And I noticed on her car it says, the journey is the destination. And I thought, I like that. The journey is the destination. That's all it said. And it was an elderly white lady in a, looks like a, a very old modeled uh, Corolla, I believe it was. And so... I'm wondering, oh, my gosh, I need to talk to her. I want to know what that's about. So I'm I'm checking her out, remembering what she looked like as best I could see because she was driving and had passed me. So I get in the store, the grocery store, and wouldn't you know it, we, we didn't make it any further than the produce section. 
this lady is there. But by now, I've talked myself out of striking up this conversation with her. So I let it pass. Well, I get go on about my shopping. I end up at the um, at the uh, meat section to get seafood. I look up. She's next to me, right next to me. And I thought, well, I can't pass this one up. So I said, are you the lady that has the sign on the car, the destination, the, the journey is the destination? And she looked at me, and, and she said, yes. I said, I saw it coming in. I said, please share, you know, what, what, why do you have that on your car? Because it's odd, I mean, for somebody to go the, the length of making a sign to put that on their car, to me, they're just, I, I, I feel like they're deep. They, you know, they have great conversation about things like that. And so she said, because, she said, because the destination is, the, the journey is the destination. We forget about the journey. We just want to get to the destination. And she said, honey, I bought that car. My car stopped in Colorado, and I was on the side of the road. And I bought another used car so I could get home, and that car has bought me far. And when she when and she didn't she said I didn't get upset. She said, "Well, this is part of the journey that her breaking down on the side of that road, miles and miles away from home, she recognized that this is part of the journey. You know, to the uh, this is part of the destination. This journey, be breaking down, is part of it." I can't do anything about it. I got to just make you pick pick myself up and get going. And so I say that to say, and, and I was really, I, I was very thankful. And, and you guys, you know what? I think it helped her to talk about that more than it helped me. Because, I mean, we had a conversation in the middle of the grocery store at the, at the seafood, you know, counter. And so, and, and, and when you know it, I get in line to check out. Guess who's behind me? Her again. So I mean, exactly <laughs> behind me. Next, and I just think that those are moments. That's that's a that was a lovely moment. But again, we all have different journeys. Hopefully, the same destination. And if we would but recognize the speck in ourselves. You know, I'll say specs for me. If we would, if we would see ourselves for who we are and stop BSing with with ourselves about who we are and what what we're capable of, saying, doing, all of that, because we're human and we have life experiences. And so, I I think the bet one of the best ways to deal with hypocrisy. And get through it so that you don't judge and so that you're not coming across as that is stop comparing. We need to stop comparing ourselves and our lives with others because we don't have the same parents. We don't have the same life. I mean, some of us do. Some of us do. Of course, you have siblings. But even that, you can have people that come from the same household, same parents, and they're totally opposite. So we can allow that to to let us see or help us see that, you know, that unity, that little click doesn't define who we are. We are all set aside and we're born 
for a purpose. And it's like the body. Like we have we have arms, we have legs, we have eyes, we have ears, we have a mouth, a nose, and even all of that in itself is different. So let's stop comparing ourselves with others. And especially measuring ourselves by others, measuring who we are, what we should do, what we should not do by others. Now, does that say we can't learn from others? Absolutely not. But to measure or to value yourself and compare yourself, it it just, it will lead, I think, to hypocrisy because now, it it may allow you to become um, have feelings of insecurity, unworthiness, un- unworthiness. And I think when people when we dip and dab into those, we we have the hypocrisy because we are trying to get away from that pain of ourselves, the pain that comes from ourselves, like how I really feel about me, what I really think about, who I am, my life, where I am right now, and what I'm doing. It's easy to get caught up, and now rather than being this positive person, it becomes easier to be negative and to judge so that we feel better. So this hypocrisy, just like everything else that we talk about here, it goes right back to to you, to the internal you, to your heart, to what really is in your heart. And we have to be willing to figure out what's in our heart and then guard it from there. I think one of the most valuable but overlooked verses of the Bible, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. Think about the issues that you that you endure and you experience daily, not just the stuck in traffic kind of thing, um, and sometimes even that because you know we get we 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 leave later than we should but not just the things life happening but think of the the true issues in your life and those sometimes i think the issues in our life are redundant because we might not think they are and and if we don't see it because there's always i think a common denominator that leads to our issues and it could be in different areas but we overlook those things it's kind of like disassociating your feelings from your emotions. And if you got feelings about something, I think, again, that there's emotions tied to it. If something triggers you, then that's because something is already planted in you that uprooted that feeling. So I, I say again, I think we're all there or have been or will find ourselves ourselves there again, but what do we do with it? Do you call yourself out on it, or do you just keep doing it? Do you always say it's someone else? It's never you, but it's always about you. And I'm seeing that a lot, Rodney, like it's never you, but you make everything about you, everything. Like we could talk about the sun somehow, it's going to make itself back around to you. That, that I mean, walking into hypocrisy. Back over to you, Rodney. Tim, I think you make a really good point when it comes to comparison. And I had never thought about um, 
I never thought about that um, until you said it just now. Um, in terms of in terms of hypocrisy, and I think I think you you're, you're right on the money because that's usually how it all starts. Um, when we start making when we start making differences, it's because we're comparing, and mm-hmm. we make one thing okay and the other one not okay. Or in terms of even in terms of like sin or wrongdoing, you know, it, it's like we pull out this the scale and say, well, this is worse than this. And it's like, wait a minute. Why are you comparing? Wrong is just wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, how big or small. I mean, it's, it's just like when you think about jail, it doesn't matter which law you break. Breaking any law will get you time in jail. Now, mind you, there there are different sentences depending on the judge. Well, think about the judge of your sins and what he has already said about not having things right when you leave. So I think that we have to get out of this, well, mine wasn't as bad as yours. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who did it first. It matters that you both did it. <laughs> one one thing that comes to mind now is um, people, um, you know, cheating in relationships. And I've heard people say, "Well, uh, well, he did it, so I'm gonna do it too." And it's like, wait a minute. Do you now realize you are no better than he is? It doesn't matter that he did it first. You are now a cheater, just like he is a cheater, if you do it too, or vice versa. So, or if you're a man that, you know, um, you know, something happens and, you, you, and you're like, well, you know, well, well, well she stopped, uh, let's just say cooking. I know this is very stereotypical, but let's just say cooking. Mm-hmm. Well, she stopped cooking, so I stopped taking out the trash. What? Both of y'all wrong, <laughs> and both of y'all need to figure it out. It doesn't matter what you stop doing, or she won't have sex with me, so I ain't paying the electric bill today. What? Those, those, those things, you know, we we have to learn to get away from those, and we have to learn accountability. We have to practice accountability. We have to say, you know what, this is wrong, and own up to it, and work on doing better the next time. Not make excuses. Not try to justify. Or make it okay, and you know how you know somebody wrong when they keep when they keep talking about it, and they keep trying to convince you that what they did is okay, or how they feel is okay. If they keep talking about it, that means they are not convinced themselves that what they did 
was okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uh, Matthew six, Tammy, and it says, "Take heed." The first chapter, first uh, Matthew six, the first verse. It says, "Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them; otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven." Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth seeth in secret himself shall reward. Reward thee openly. Now, how many people have let social media uh, empower them to go against the scripture? Why is it that when we do things for people, we have to tell the world? Everything that's going on in our lives, we have to shout it out. We have to shout out what we did. We're being we're being hypocrites. Nobody needs to know that you gave somebody some money. Nobody needs to know that you gave a stranger a ride to the store. Nobody needs to know every single thing that we do. And again, you look at social media, so many people are attention seekers. Hey, everybody, look at me, just like you were just talking about, Tammy. We find ways to make it about us. And I think you used to always say we focus more on the creation than the creator, and that's what we do. We will find ways to make it about us. Even when, we, when we're buying people gifts, we'll buy people gifts that we benefit from. I remember my stepmom got mad one time because I think somebody gave her, may have been my brother, I can't remember. May have been me, I don't remember. But she got some cookware. For Mother's Day And she went off And at the time I didn't understand But when I got on I was like oh that's true That gift ain't for her (laughs) That gift is for everybody else But we make it about Us But just like it says in the scripture And like you said a few minutes ago Timmy it's not about you When you do things Keep it to yourself If you're a blessing to somebody, keep it to yourself. Nobody needs to know. You don't you don't have put everything on Facebook. And definitely don't bring it back up to the person. Do it and be done with it. And don't do things and expect something in return. Because just like it says here, God can't bless you when you're blessing yourself. 
you in the way. Because it says when you when you when you do stuff and you make sure that it is seen or make sure that people know about it, it says there's your reward right there. <laughs> you exalt yourself, that that's all you can get. So these blessings that we're looking to God for, He can't give them to us. Why? Because we in a way because we're being hypocritical. And then on the flip side of that, we hate when other people do it. Though mm-hmm. we'll throw we'll throw things in other people's faces, or we'll remind people of what we did for them. But when they do it to us, then we get upset. So keep that in mind. If you want to be blessed, if you want to be blessed, get your own life together and start worrying about everybody else's life. Even when Tammy mentioned that she goes days without cleaning her glasses, I noticed that Tammy didn't say, but if she sees Tamaria, she's going to tell Tamaria to clean hers off. She didn't say that. She said, hey, Tamari might have to clean hers every day. Tammy says she doesn't. And it's okay. Probably not the brightest idea, but (laughs) I have really good vision. I have really good vision. But, and and, and I'm talking about, I didn't switch on you, Tammy. (laughs) But it's probably not the brightest idea, but here's what I do. It it doesn't matter how hard it's raining. I don't stop driving because I have really good vision. And so, so where Tammy and Tamaria are, are cleaning glasses every day or every three or four days, I don't even have a pair of glasses to clean <laughs> But what difference does it make? If Tamari is driving, she's pulled over to the side of the road before because it was raining so hard. That's probably the smart thing to do. I just don't do it. I just keep going. But she pulls over. But what difference does it make? We both we, we both going to get there. Stop judging. And I know a big thing out there now, not just in the in the schools, but even in the the the, um, the private sector too. As Tamir and I were talking about this this morning, you know, diversity. It's hard to um, appreciate other cultures when you are stuck on your own. It's hard to relate to or befriend or get along with people who are not the same race as you when you're stuck on your 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 race. If we want to break down barriers, we have to be the ones to get the ball rolling. And that's hard 
when you see other people not like you, not doing the same thing. It becomes difficult. But in order for things to change, we have to be willing to spark that change. Because not everybody is going to be like you or similar to you. And in fact, even somebody who's very close to you in terms of characteristics, there's going to be something different about the two of you. But we have to learn how to appreciate what everybody brings to the table and not mistreat them because something is different. I'm going to, uh, um, Tammy, I'm going to let Tamaria share something that she texted us um, right before the uh, the show starts. Because I think it goes okay. along with what I'm saying. Okay. Hello. Hello. So um, what I texted you all was a, I saw it actually online on social media, go figure. But it was a um, post, I guess, that had gone viral because there was a disabled um, young lady who went to a nail salon and she wanted to get her nails done, but they refused her service because she has cerebral palsy and would have to move her hands a lot. Um, Like, it's harder for her to keep her hands still. And they wouldn't provide her any service, but a young lady who worked at the Walmart felt like it was wrong And so she offered to paint the young lady's nails. And I thought to myself, imagine if able-bodied people dealt with the stuff that people with disabilities dealt with. They would be in an uproar if somebody had treated them like that. Those same people who denied this young lady's service would have been hurt or complaining if somebody did that to them or their child or their family member. But they were okay refusing this lady's service because she couldn't control her hands like somebody who doesn't have a disability. Wow. And it really bothered me. It actually made me cry because I was frustrated. Um, And I'm really, like, compassionate. So stuff like that bothers me because I'm like, I don't care who the person is. You don't treat anybody like that. Because if it was you, they like a lot of people say, oh, it's different. And it's like, no, it really isn't different. But put yourself in that person's shoes and think to yourself, how would I feel if I was in that situation? How would I feel if I was in a wheelchair 100% of the time? How would I feel if I couldn't control the movement of my hands like I wanted to because of a condition that I can't control? But people don't put themselves in others' shoes. Um, And what you guys had said earlier about how people will tell you how to do things or what they would do. Um, I know Rodney and I had talked about this as well because I had been looking for another job. And I remember people saying, like, oh, like trying to get you to stay in a particular role, knowing that the first opportunity they get, they're like, that's good for them. They're going to leave. And um, that actually happened today where someone who was upset with other people who left and said, oh, I don't believe that they're leaving for this reason and that reason, they ended up putting in their resignation. And so I was thinking, wow, like I wouldn't have pictured this person leaving 
because they got mad at other people who left. And they talked about how disappointed they were, but they didn't have a problem saying today this was what was best for me and my family. Tamaria, you know, I think you bring, you bring up a good point right there. People, we will often get angry um, or we'll comment on something because we wish we had the guts to do it or that we were, we were had the ability to do it or that we had found that position. So, and, and, and rather than um, going back, rather than looking inward, rather than casting out the beam, okay, that, that feeling, you know, when we hear someone, you know, they're leaving, they got a better job. You know, if, we're, if, we, if we were, I'll be honest, and we're on a job that we don't like, we wish that was us. We start to think, oh, boy, how did I miss <laughs> Especially if it's a position that we think we were qualified for or we could do better. How did I miss that? And how did they get hired? So rather than deal with those feelings and allow those feelings to push us into action, we see fault in the other people because how dare we see fault in our perfect selves? You know, we can justify that all day long. We can justify why we feel this way and why we, you know, are going to stay because how dare we say, oh, you know, well, how dare we speak the truth about our feelings or what's in our heart or what we're really thinking. Right. That's true. Oh, sorry. Say that again, Maria. Oh, I just said that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so great point, great point. But, you know, th- that lady, um, the young lady with the, the, you know, that could not control her hands and shaking, you guys, that's, that's just cruel. But that's where we've come to today. And and, and the, the sad part about it is it, it could be us tomorrow. It could be us today. Right. It could be children. Like, but we, we are so self-centered and think, oh, not me and not I. Um because that, now to me that's a that that would have just I I don't I can't even tell you if I could have kept myself my composure in that place if I'd seen that because people who people who um, have special needs needs to me first of all they they seem to be the most compassionate happiest people uh, same store yesterday there's this lady that because Kroger here they hire people with special needs. And so there's this lady, she's a greeter. She stands at the door, and it's obvious that, that you know, that, that, that some, she's different. It's obvious. But this is the mm-hmm. happiest. I look forward to seeing her when I walk in there because she is so happy, and she acts as if she knows you from anybody else. And I told Jimmy, I said, you know what? I said, look how on the way out, because she spoke on the way in and on the way out. I said, look how happy she is. And and she has right. challenges. She has challenges that she didn't ask for. That that she has that she probably I don't I don't I don't know if she would give them up if she could because she's just so happy. It's gen- you could just feel it. <laughs> and I said, and look at the rest of the people. They have a sign mind, sane mind. They have 
all their limbs, you know, whatever. These top-notch jobs, but look at their faces. Look how miserable they look. And I said, she would have every right to be like, why me? But you don't get that. You, you don't get that from her. Happy as can be. But yet, yeah, that's here awesome. we You know, so I couldn't have, I, I've always had a weakness for people with special needs. And, and I just, I don't know if I could have took that. I, I don't even know what I would have did. It probably would have just been really, really Yeah, I, I, I probably would have done the same. <laughs> yeah. That's the cruel, that's that'll cruel make you wanna, like, hurt someone. me. Like you can't get to me. You can't get any lower than that. I, I mean, that's just that's a pet peeve for me. To to see people uh, who are empty yeah. and not have the most compassion for them and patience for them is to me, it can't get any worse. You're the low of the low. I wouldn't let you. Oh, cut. I, agree. I wouldn't let you eat my grass. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate because. Yeah, it that's is. That's a good reason it, to like fight. Because it's like, really? Like, you fight for other people who can't fight for themselves. Right. And people will do things like that and go home and think nothing of it. Like, that's where we are today, that they're so caught up in themselves and this world and the things of this world and themselves. It's me, me, me. Well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. I need this. I want this. It's about you. Like, everything is about you. And if it's not, you're going to make it about you. And those, if there are people that will go home, sleep, and think nothing of this young lady, nothing about turning her away would, would, would make them think twice about it. That's scary. That's what they are to. So great point great point i got that but i didn't have time to to read it or to look at it um when you sent it over but i did get it oh yeah it's unfortunate like when you look at it it's just i don't know but you it know me. but you know what also um think just thinking about it now as well um the same people who refuse to serve her would be mad if they went somewhere and got poor customer service. Mm-hmm. Something stupid. I, like I like I remember when I worked at McDonald's, and I mean I you, you would have thought that I was making a hundred thousand dollars a year because that's how serious I took my job. And one of the things I always said was, I'm going to give people what I would expect if I was on the other side of the counter. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, I used to tell people when they came through the drive-through. I used to tell them, as long as no one, you know, pulls up behind you, you can sit right here. But if somebody comes, I'm gonna need you to park over here, because we don't have any hot French fries. So I'm not gonna let you leave with cold French fries. One, because I try to just do the right thing. But two, I don't want anybody giving me no cold French fries when I go to McDonald's. I'd be hot. 
when I leave, because uh, the McDonald's right up the street from us, I swear we ain't got no hot French fries from there in about a year. But, <laughs> but, but I don't, <laughs> yeah, Tamari said you got to ask for no salt. And ask for a pack of salt. Make sure you get some hot French fries. But that was the mentality that I had when I worked at McDonald's. I didn't want to do anything I wouldn't want myself. And I think that's the mentality that we should have when we're dealing with other people. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. When when I was in the classroom, when I was a classroom teacher, it was rare that I gave out homework. Rare. Now, my first year I did because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. But around like my third year on, never gave out homework. And it was because I was teaching sixth grade. My kids were 11, 12, and 13. And I kept saying, wait a minute. When I was 11 years old, I didn't feel like doing no homework. And if I, if I thought it was something that would have been beneficial for them, I would have given it to them even though I didn't feel like it. But there was no research to support the benefit of homework. And I know people say that it it gives you extra practice, which it does. But the way that I taught, it didn't matter anyway, because what I would do is Monday, if I started something new, Tuesday, we review what we did Monday. And then I just added a little bit Tuesday and then did the same thing Wednesday and so on. And so it was like, whether you do homework or not, you still going to practice what we did yesterday or the day before. And then throughout the year, we would review it all the time. So what we did in September, I brought it back to you in October. So you were getting it all year long anyway. And so because of that, the homework wasn't that big of a deal. But the whole point was I remembered how it was being an 11-year-old kid. And because I taught like that, my classroom was different. My kids looked at me different because it was it, it, my classroom was more about um, relationships than it was anything else. And so even though I was one of those crazy teachers, uh, the kids had a lot of respect for me. And I think that's something, too, uh, two things that I want to add in here now. When you are not a hypocrite, when you can acknowledge you're wrong, people gain respect for you. When you're somebody who doesn't practice double standards or you're not somebody who changes the rules throughout the game, people gain respect for you. And we should want that. We should want mutual respect between us and other people. So that's one of the benefits of just being somebody who is straight up and who is truthful. Yesterday, I got a text from my principal saying that we needed to talk. Uh, no, she asked me what time was I coming to work this morning. And I said, well, what time do you need me to be there? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, do you need me to get there early? She's like, well, I need to talk to you about something. 
um, but, you know, just the two of us. And I said, okay. So, you know, and then she realized she wasn't going to be able to get there early. So then she said, just call her. Well, that didn't work out. And so then, you know, we had to leave around lunchtime and go somewhere else. And so I called her and I said, hey, do you want to try to talk about this now? And she um, she didn't want to. And she said the reason why she didn't want to was because she felt like it was a conversation we should have face-to-face. And I'm still like, what in the world are you talking about? Why why you keep leaving me hanging? Like, I, I'm confused. And she said, well, um, she had said something to me yesterday. I didn't think anything else of it. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a big deal to me. Um, and she said, no. She said, even though we joke all the time, um, certain certain things should just never be said. And I said, okay, but I never, but I never. But what she said was, um, you know, she wanted to apologize, and she said the reason why she wanted to do it face to face was because what she said, she said it face to face. And I was just like, you know what? I really appreciate you calling and apologizing or or being willing to apologize. And then I thought about it, you know, that's, to me, that gives me more respect for you. Because had somebody done this to her, I know she would have been offended. But even for me, it, it, it wasn't even offensive to me. <laughs> but um, but I thought that it was cool that she still um, wanted to apologize, even though I didn't even find it offensive. And so I think that's the attitude that we have to have. We have to be willing to acknowledge what we do, even if people won't give us the same in return. Because again, you're not going to be judged by how other people treat you. You're going to be judged by how you treat other people. The the second thing I want to go to, Tammy, real quick is forgiveness. And we have to learn how to forgive people because we will hold grudges when we do when we do people wrong we expect to be forgiven we want to be forgiven we don't like for other people to be mad at us but when other people do things to us we like to find a a a, a way to just hold on to it we don't want to let it go but even in, in in what we know as the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us our debts, right? Asking the Lord to forgive us our debts. But it says, as we forgive our debtors. So if you don't forgive your debtors, the Lord ain't going to forgive you. It says, forgive us our debts as we forgive. As we forgive mean you have to do it too. 
remember there was a story in the Bible uh, where, and I can't I can't think of it verbatim, but there was a story in the Bible where um, this guy, you know, had, had done wrong and went and begged the king for forgiveness, and he was forgiven, and everything was let go, and then he found somebody who owed him, and then put the man in prison because that man owed him. You can't be like that. And it says, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, for those of us who read the Bible, those of us who go to church, keep in mind because I think sometimes that's where you see some some serious hypocrisy. That's just the experience that I've had. Keep in mind that in order for God to forgive you, you have to forgive other people. There's no sense in, in praying and asking God for forgiveness and you're still holding grudges from 10, 20 years ago. Let it go and and stop hindering your blessings. Tammy, back over to you. You know, a couple of things, Rodney. Um, and I don't forget. I, I forget exactly what you said a little bit earlier, but I remember just thinking about we we even with forgiveness, it starts with us first. I mean, I think a lot of us are walking around with with regret. Shame, blame, and it's all internal, but it's kind of like what Tamaria was saying about this this person who is now doing the same thing that he was judging others for doing. It's like we wish we would have made better choices. We know that we have it in us to make those better choices and to do better, and we, we are so much better than we allow ourselves to be in whatever capacity. It doesn't mean you have to have... And I, and I always like to say this because, y'all, this world is big. We need we need everything and everybody. Like we need the mm-hmm. trash collector because again, if they didn't, if we didn't have people that pick up trash, what would we do? A lot? We would still be doing the same thing they were doing back in the day, going to the field to dump the trash. I mean, mm-hmm. what is anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. But you think about it. Um, so I it doesn't matter what you do, you be okay with that. You be okay. And that's why I said don't compare yourself with others. Don't measure who you are or or the value of what you do by others. But at the same time, you got to – what you want from others or think you want or need – you got to be that for yourself. So you got to stop the battle internally before you can even comment on someone outwardly. And I'm finding that we all have, and I think we will always have them, but the depths of the internal battles that we struggle with today on a personal level is beyond words. Like it's so mm-hmm. deep. It's 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 so deep. Even with what you were saying, Rodney, before coming on the show, I saw a post um, 
that was made about something really, really dear, like something important, but there's this grand picture of you. You know, it's all like you, like this is about somebody else, you know, supposedly, but it's really about you. Like you, you're really saying one thing, but you're making this really about you. And I'm just like, when do we get it? When, when are we? When do we get to a place where we know we can say that we we know God's word? We can say that he, that He created us with all this purpose. But but when we get to a place where we believe it, and we allow people to be to to be whatever they were created to be without judgment and let them walk this life. Like to even for me, like I want to get to that point where I accept that this is your journey. This is your journey to your destination. Like the lady, the journey is the destination. Like you don't just, you just don't get, I just don't say I want to go to New York and not go there. I can't blink my eyes and wake up there. Like there, I have to take the train, the plane, walk, drive, something. There's a journey. So your life is a journey, but so is someone else's. So is someone else's. And what if we all went to California at the same time, the same way, on the same day? Imagine that. Imagine the traffic buildup. Imagine it. And another thing, we got to figure out what we are deficient in. What is it that we're angry with ourselves about? What is it that we're in turmoil? What do you wish you had done differently? But do you still have an opportunity to do it? And if so, why don't you just do it? Instead of trying to find fault and judgment in someone else while making excuses or validating or rationalizing something so similar. So I don't I don't stand here tonight or sit here tonight and say, Hey, I'm without hypocrisy. What I say is, you know what, you guys, I recognize it. I recognize my hypocrisy. And I call myself out. Whether it's me or the Spirit, Holy Spirit, I I mean I, I probably I should give that credit to the Holy Spirit because um, I'm probably not doing it, but to even even <laughs> that says to me, Tammy, going, you're you're finally finally on that journey. Like you're you're getting there. You're on the right journey because when you're not calling yourself out, to me, you are serving yourself. When that Holy Spirit is not talking to you. And you guys, this goes so far back to I, I, I'm, my mind takes me back to those. And I, I hope you guys remember this story, especially you guys who listen all the time, where I bought those mats from Walmart, and I tore them. And I was like, the Tammy said, oh, I'll just take them back and tell them I was. They were already torn. And this little boy said, <laughs> are we still there? Really? Because guess what? If I was a store owner, yes, I could write them off, but would I want someone to do me like that? Would I want someone to buy them and bring them back that these were already torn, but they tore them? That's not right. And and maybe that's another thing. Ask, start to weigh the consequences 
of your words and your actions and the choices that you make. Think about what are the possible consequences for this action if I say this, if I do this. And am I jumping the gun here? Do I have all the facts? Do I know what this person's been through? Do I know what they're feeling? That's why it was so important to me when when this person said to me, you know what, unless someone asks, don't give it. Stop giving, stop giving so much away because you, as you give, you're depleting yourself. Stop giving yourself away freely because sometimes maybe they don't want you to tell them what to do. Sometimes they just may want you to listen. So just do that, let it go, and keep moving. And those those words meant so much to me. So, I mean, I'll go back to to one of my 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 favorite things. It is what it is. Let it do what it do, but don't let it do you. And that goes for things and people. But hey, don't you do you either? Because sometimes I think we're our worst enemy. We're the worst of the worst with our assumptions, our feelings, our uncontrollable emotions, our assumptions, you know, our feeling of unworthiness, our insecurities, all of those things, which is why it's so easy to judge someone else. Because when you get to a place where you have you even come close to peace, close to um, completeness, close to becoming one with yourself. When you get close to that, you have different eyes. You have different ears. And and I, all I can say, take it back to the word of God. You know, let me see. With God's eyes, let me hear with God's ears. Let me feel with God's heart. When you want to do that, not that you're perfect at it every day, but when that is your desire and that you recognize when you fall short of that and you are convicted in a way that you want to do better, not that it makes you feel bad. You want to do better. And, hey, if it makes you feel bad, if that's what it takes for you to want to do better, then grab a hold of that, but don't keep it. Now do better. But when you're in a place where you're trying to find your own way and become one with yourself, when you're not comparing, you're not measuring, you're not giving in, giving in to your, your negative thoughts, negative ways, your assumptions, you listen more than you speak, you feel before you react, then you see people in the world differently. You really, really do. The bad thing about it is, it's sad to say, it feels like there are more people, like people who get to that point, and I think, right, I think you and uh, maybe Tamara and I were talking about this this weekend. I think we all were. Like people who... 
people who kind of crossed a certain threshold where they're wanting to be the change that they want to see in the world. They recognize if I want to see this change, I must become this change. If I want compassion, if I want forgiveness, then I'm going to have to be compassionate. I'm going to have to be forgiving. Um, when people who, who, who are there and people who want to speak truth, even though, even though the word says the truth shall set you free, it's like people want you to lie to them. They want you to tell them whatever will validate their beliefs and their perception and what they want to do. Not what you, I mean, have to say or advise or whatever. Just tell me, just validate what I want and what I need and how I am and who I am. You know, it seems like the people who are on the opposite of that, I'm going to say we because I'm going to put myself in it. We are the ones who are... I don't know, seen as losing it, um, you've changed. And, 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 and I say, yeah, I have. And if you think, and if you think you, this is noticeable, you just wait because I'm still changing. I st- even this topic here tonight, you know, so thank God for the conversation that, that the call that brought this on. You know, even this conversation, I have work to do. But how many of you are willing to say that? Yep, I have work to do in this area. You know, clean your own glasses. And stop, don't worry about the view of somebody else's. Doesn't mean we can't be there for people, but we can't be those people, just like they can't be us. We can't live their life no more than they can live ours, period. Different journey. Again, for those of who, who are, have siblings raised in the same house or, or have the same mom and dad, same DNA, look how different you are. Just think about the differences in you and your siblings for those who have siblings. And if you want to take it a bit further, if you have children, just one I had Brandon care to sucker for nine months. We are as different as night and day, rain and sunshine. We are as different, similar in some ways, but when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, sometimes I said, this can't be my child. And then I love him dearly. So just think about that. We can house women. We can house Men, you give us what we need to house that child. So they are just as much as you. But think about that. But they can come out, you know, look at Brandon. Brandon is, is, is much taller than I am now. And I look at him sometimes, I think, this is the little child that I used to have to change, put to bed, give a bath. And now he stands over me. And probably, I mean, not probably, knows more than I do, you know. So, and and some areas of his I wish I I wish I had his tenacity. I wish I had his gutsy kind of way about him. You know, but I don't because that was not my journey. That was not part of my journey. But what is part of my journey is on my road to my destination. And I and I and I hope and pray that that same destination is his as well. So we'll end up the same 
place. We just won't get there with the same, um, well, I'll say on the same road because we're so different. We're so different. Brandon just goes at it. I think about it. So, you know, if we were traveling, he'd, he'd get there way before because he's going to leave way before I do. I'm going to ponder <laughs> even if I could go while he's already gone. He don't think about it. He may not even pack. I'll get something when I get there. Or I'll just wash this. That's how he is. And there, there sometimes I wish I was that way. But what if we were all that way? What if we all just jumped and, and gone? So no matter what you are, how you are, God knew what he was doing. Now you just got to trust that and be that and do that and take your eyes off of someone else or other people. So back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, I think you touched on a lot of important things. Um, and the, 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 the main one probably being ourselves and, and allowing people to find their own way. And when we start putting our expectations on people, when we start trying to make the rules for our lives and then separate rules for other people's lives, we may throw them off of their destiny because maybe they aren't supposed to follow the same rules. Maybe they aren't supposed to follow the same path. It's okay to guide people, like your friend said, when that time comes, when people ask. How many lost drivers do you think we pass in a day? How many of them stop to ask us for directions? Not everybody is going to want to play by your rules. And unless you're doing things or doing something together with other people, you shouldn't be trying to share your rules with them anyway. <laughs> because what works in in my house may not work in yours. Uh, we were talking to uh, Tamari's grandmother earlier today, and she was saying she's gonna buy <laughs> if our if our daughter wants some three hundred dollar shoes, then she she'll buy them. And I <laughs> and I just laughed, and I told Tamari I said them shoes gonna stay right down there too <laughs> at your grandmother's house. Because that's not how I'm going to raise my child. Now, I also recognize, even though I want to, I also recognize that's her money. I can't stop her from buying them if she were to. But I think that's something that, that we just have to keep in mind. Just just let people be themselves. Just let people be great however greatness falls upon them. It may not it may not happen the way that we think it should. But let it happen. And one of the things, you know, 
I've told Samaria from time to time, like you said, you know, um, about waiting for people to ask because sometimes they may not want to hear what you have to say. One of the things I've told Samaria over the years is don't take things personal either. Just because something happens that, that you don't like or that you don't agree with doesn't mean that it's personal. Even even if it's something that you don't agree with, even if it's something that is not a part of you, don't take it personally. Because sometimes just because people do something, it has nothing to do with you. Sometimes when people are, are unfair, it is not even personal towards you. They're just unfair to everybody. But allow people to grow, allow people to develop without distractions, without interruptions. Sometimes people have to find their own way. And for those of you who are parents listening to the show, you probably have more experience with that than anybody else. Because how many times did your own child go left when you said go right or go up when you said go down? But eventually, you have to let them find their own way. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they find it and it's, you know, 20 or 30 years down the road before they find it. And that's okay. Learn how to be okay. When you leave, when you leave work, be satisfied with the job you've done. Even if you didn't finish everything that you set out to finish, can you say that you are satisfied with the job that you've done? When you look at your children, can you say that you're satisfied with the outcome? Can you live with the decisions that you've made? Don't try to don't 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 allow other people to make you happy or sad. Because if they can make you happy, they can make you sad too. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing. Don't get caught up in other people's words or their actions. Because you're not responsible for those. They are. But Timmy, I really like that. Not not volunteering advice <laughs> or soliciting tips. Yeah, yeah. It was it was I did too. It was good it was good for me. And and Ron, I think also we we must you said don't take things so person personally. Uh-huh. I, I that to being, you know, so many people, we are so easily offended, and I and 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 I've noticed. Um, I used to, and I've said this on the show. I used to be so easily offended. I mean, somebody could look. I could say something. You guys, it could be. I mean, looking back, 
boy, I must have been some kind of broken because I was so offended by some things I look at now and thought, whoa. So even that, like, the more you take things personal, the more you should look inside because the more you look inside, the more you're going to address. And, and, and you're going to realize first that there's things there to address, and hopefully you will try to get to the root of it all. Like, like you know, I feel some kind of way about this. Why? Because, again, if you have a feeling about something, then it's tied to an emotion. And if you want to, if you want to change the word emotion, if you want to use something else, it's tied to something, some type of pain or joy, It does whatever it, it is. But when you are offended, you know, check yourself. You know, think about why. Why did that offend me so? What is it about? Perfect time. Because I'm noticing I will, as much, as much, you guys, as, I'm pursuing transformation and to be the change that I want to see. Oh my gosh, I realize that there's so much more to find out about it. That there's so many more days like this. And I, what I mean by when I say days like this, I go back to the lady who said, "Baby," she said, "Honey, honey, I bought this car because mine shut down in Colorado." I'm going to have those days. may not be a car. may not be my car shutting down. I'm going to have that day where I have to say the journey is the destination. And so it, on this day, if, I, if, I, if I'm offended or if things don't go quite the way I wanted them or needed them to go that day, then you know what I need to ask myself? What is it? What is, what is my spirit? trying to get me to hear, wants me to hear so that I can fix it. And from there, I look at it as, what this for me, this is my personal thing for me. I'm trying to get to wherever my soul is. Wherever my soul is, that's where I'm, I'm on my way there. And so I, to get there, I've got to be able to hear those small voices, that my spirit, that, that small voice of my spirit, those things that my spirit is saying to me. But we're so caught up, we're so busy, and I said we. Till we don't hear, turn left, turn right. You know, I, I, I remember, and I shared this on the show a very long time ago, Brandon and I, we were living in North Carolina, and it was a regular night. I was going to the mall to pick up a dress because I was going to a ball. And it was late. I shouldn't have been out there. I mean, at the end of the day, with, with, with Brandon. Brandon was young, young, I think first grade. Um, and as I drove up to the mall, and I, I was going to Penny's, and you guys know you can, you can go through there. All Penny's have their own entrance and things like that at the mall. And I was going there, just, again, Brandon and I, and it was it was probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before closing time, but it was close close to closing time. And 
I mean, clear voice, clear as day. Don't park here. I mean, and I'm young. I mean, but life was different. I was in a different place. And so, like, and I listened. I just, I just, I paid, I I listened and I went around one little, I still went through pennies, but I went around to another little section. Like, like just like a block, if you, you could call it a block, but just like, I turn right and park in that parking lot, steal pennies. We get out. As we're going in, just that quick, security is going, running past this little walkway because they're going to the one that, well, in, I guess you would call it Al because we're inside now. They're headed in the door that we would have been coming in. The lady had just got robbed just that quick, just that quick, just that quick. Now, I can sit here and say, or we can say, well, why didn't he speak to her? Why didn't the Holy Spirit speak to her? Why didn't she hear that voice? Maybe she, maybe it did. Maybe the Holy Spirit did speak. Maybe they couldn't hear. I don't know. But it's not for me to know. But I do believe that that voice is with us all the time. All the time. And so for me, Mm -hmm. for my journey, the destination for me is my soul, to get to wherever my soul is, because I think when I talk about that oneness or or fighting with yourself, that that's what I equate that to, that we are, we are fighting every bit of our life because we compare ourselves, because we measure ourselves, because we let the world tell us where we should be, what we should be doing, women especially. Men, men have it hard, too. But I can only speak 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 for women. How we just I think we bought into this sickness that oh I want to be like a man. I want the same things. I want to be able to do. I don't want to do what a man can do. I don't want it. I used to think that same foolishness. I don't even want people to think that I think like a man. I don't. Because if I start thinking like you, I don't need you. Hmm. So we bought into so much crap till we don't even know who we are or how how special we are to this world. And men have their own special place too. But women, we bought so much into so much crap that we don't understand the true essence of being a woman. I mean, Rodney, I say that, I think about Tamaria, I think about Sela. They, right at this very moment, life is in them. Life. Mm -hmm. That same kind of life that I look at Brandon now and think, boy, you were a baby in my stomach. And now you are an adult with your own life, with your, your own voice, your own stuff, your own doings. But God so used my body for you to travel through. But yet we say, ladies, we say we what? We want to do what a man does. We want to think like one. I don't. And I thank God that I no longer think that foolishness. I think it's foolishness. Some women may not think it. 
And so that's on you because I didn't. I I can say I didn't used to think. Mm. So whatever it is, whether it's hypocrisy, unforgiveness, offenses, being offended, whatever it is, let that. We we want to make so much about us, but not the right things, not the things that are going to make us grow internally, going to see ourselves. We want to make all that other stuff about us. Well, you didn't say this. You didn't do this. I wanted this. I needed this. How do you know? If you're not in touch with yourself, if you've not had a meeting of the mind with yourself, you don't know what you want, who you want, why you want it, when you want it. You're just like the wind. Just like the wind. So, Rodney, back over to you. Um, I just want to remind everybody, especially those who are here, of Brandon's fight, August 18th. Um, I know that he would love, love, love your support. For those of you who cannot make it, um, the show, the show, the fight, you can watch the fight online. Um, And I'm just asking people, if you do that, you know, Post, send us a message. I'm watching. Da 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 da. Because I think, I think when you're doing that, just I know Brandon loves the support. So, and I know that while he's waiting to fight, he's always kind of checking back and forth on his social media. So he'll see that. Hey, I got. Hey, have a watch party. You know, if you can't make it here, get friends and family together and have a watch party and and, and let us know that you're on, just to support him. And then that's Saturday, August the 18th. Um. August the 19th, I'll be speaking, and if, again, if people are here and you want information about that, at 9.30, I think I speak. And then on the 25th, I think that conference is from, I want to say 9 to 2, but for some reason it may be 8. But I'll, I'll have more details because I'll mention it again uh, next week. So I would love the support as well. Um and that's another thing I think you need, we need to be mindful and just make sure that we surround ourselves with like-minded people and people who understand the journey and respect the journey that we are taking. Um, so that's all for me, Rodney. Back over to you. Tammy, is it going to be televised? It is. You'll be able to log online, log on, like on your TV or whatever, and look at it. Oh, wow. Will you make sure that uh, we get the information because um, we will definitely uh, uh, look at it. Yeah, okay, I will. Yeah, I will. I'll make sure you get it. Yeah, we, we may be in North Carolina, but we will, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, check it out. Um, cool. I don't have much more. This, is, this has been great and uh, definitely a, a, a lot of things for, for me to take in. I've, I've taken some notes and uh, plan on going back and looking at them. And I hope uh, those people who have been tuning into the show and even those who listen uh, later on, um, I hope do the same thing uh, because this show has been extremely helpful for me and, and just some some really good things to take away from it, especially, you know, when you talk about comparing, when you talk about, you know, um, not – being so quick to, to, to want to 
you know, express your thoughts or opinions and just kind of, you know, let people uh, do their own thing um, and you do yours. Um, and when they need you, let them seek you out. Um, and that way you don't get um, you don't get to a point. And I w- know we had talked about this on a different show where, you know, sometimes you get to a point where, you know, you've given so much and then when people actually need you, you have nothing to give. Yeah. Because you gave, 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 gave. And I don't think God put us here to be drained. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you put us here to, you know, be so tired that we have nothing left and the only thing we can do is shut down. I don't I don't think that's why we're here. Um I think we're here to fulfill our purpose, whatever that is. And I think that as we walk the path that we're supposed to walk, I really think that other people will become inspired by what they see and what they and what they hear in you. So um definitely a great show and uh much appreciation uh the things that, that you've shared and uh I don't know what we're gonna talk about next Tuesday. <laughs> But I'm I'm sure it will be equally as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll 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 happen. Um, so I'm thankful for the show as as well. And 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 Rodney, even what you just said about, um, you know, my just being mindful or having discernment about giving out so much, even that is something that I see is kind of a self. Um, how can I say this? Like. Oh gosh, I'm looking for the word. Like it's sometimes I'm doing. I, I found that sometimes I was doing it for me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's a selfish kind of thing. Um, I, I real quick, I, and I won't get back going. But I remember uh, I was watching. I think it was TBN, and this lady was giving her her story about finding out that she had cancer, and you know she was she she was a mother a wife and, and, and all these things, and she was praying and, and talking to God about her, her condition and her situation, and she said she recognized, she got to a point where she recognized that she was being so selfish in her prayers, and who is she to to question why she was at this place? And that mm. was profound for me. And Miss Earlene said something a while back about when when we lose people, when people pass away, that it's a it, even in our grieving, and not to say that grieving is wrong or you don't hurt, but she said, Tammy, even in gr- grieving can become selfish because you're thinking about when I don't have you here for this, now I can't do this with you, and I'm gonna miss out. Like you forget about the person that's gone, but you're focusing on what it does to you, and so mm-hmm. it just just you 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 be if and that's why I say if you just start to look at yourself, then then most of us will realize that we don't have time or even the ability to 
give someone else what they need unless they tell us or ask us. Because I can assume that I know what you need just by a five-minute conversation. But you are are basing what you need off of your life, your life experiences, your pain, your past, your hurt, your emotions. So who am I? Who am I to think I know? And so I just want to say that, you know, it wasn't, you know, I, I take sole responsibility for being depleted because in most cases it probably wasn't even about the person. It was about Tammy. You know, yeah, I did it again. Yet I'm over here tore <laughs> up on the floor. <laughs> you know. So I just wanted to say that. But this has been a, a great topic, and I think that's why it's so hard to let this go because it has become my medication as well. Like, I think people think yeah. when they hear, oh, you do a radio show, like, that's that's how I keep going because, <laughs> you know, I get so much for my own soul. So I'm really done now. <laughs> well, I'm just going to end with this. We've heard people say, um, you know, that, that, that we are our biggest enemies. So why can't we be our biggest friend? We've heard people say that the only person stopping us is us. So why can't we start us? If we are going to make any steps forward, we have to be the one to get the movement started. Rodney, don't let it go way. yet. Go ahead. Right. I, when you finish, don't don't turn it away yet. I, you made me think about one more thing. I promise it's one more. Uh-uh, go right ahead. Okay, I'm going to read this. I meant to share this, and I totally forgot. It's a lesson in life. It says, a wise man sat in the audience and cracked a joke. Everybody laughs like crazy. After a moment, He cracked the same joke again. This time, less people laughed. He cracked the same joke again and again when there is no laughter in the crowd. So that means, you know, if they heard it the first time, they laughed. Second time, a few. Third, fourth, nobody, because they've heard it before. He smiled and said, you can't laugh at the same joke again and again but why do you keep crying over the same thing over and over again? <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> so, that was good. Yeah, but but we do that. We do it. Like, we won't laugh. The joke's still funny. Why do we find so hard to be happy and to let go? But we'll cry mm. over the same old stuff, y'all. And I want to say the other word. We'll cry over the same old stuff over and over and over again. So you made me think about it. It is because we've allowed ourselves to believe that nothing good is supposed to happen to us. And that's why when we go on job interviews and they ask us uh, to rate ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10, we are if it's some good, we are afraid to say ten 
because we're not supposed to be a 10. As they say in the church, the devil is a lie, because you know what? People, look, when they ask me that question, I always say 10. <laughs> but but we, we, we've just been programmed. And But you know what? I had a professor in college who, this girl did that. He asked her something, and she said, oh, I'm about a 7. He said, why aren't you a 10? She said, well, nobody's perfect, and you know, he said, no, he said, he said, the problem is you all think that somebody's going to look at you as, as being arrogant just because you say a 10. He said, but if they didn't want you to rate yourself a 10, they would have said one through seven. So clearly it's okay for you to rate yourself a 10. And he said, always, always, always give yourself the highest rating and let other people bring you down. He said, because if you start out at a seven, you can be a five by the time you finish. So start out at the highest number and let other people bring you down because other people are really good at bringing you down. But that was good, Tammy. That was good. <laughs> I'm going to have to share that with the people. Yes, But yes, this has yes. been great, you guys. <laughs> Thank you for hanging in there with us. We will definitely definitely see you next week, same time, same station. Good night, good night, everybody.
But I know 